today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Looking back more on that 1997 Mighty Ducks team, catching up with the former player and some other odds and ends on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to almost day 60 of non-hockey. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And Locked On Anaheim Ducks is brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the world. Um, We got some odds and ends to catch up on, and I was going to talk about the 97 team yesterday, but that got pushed back due to some news that took place over the week. Uh, first, I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe if you have not already. Um, let's take a look back on the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. We're going back to 1997 again because both Prime Ticket and Instagram, uh, they've been showing some old clips, some old games from past Ducks games. Specifically from 1997, very specifically from that first playoff series for the Mighty Ducks as they played the Phoenix Coyotes. Now, why was this important? Well, the Coyotes had just moved from Winnipeg and the Mighty Ducks, they were in their fourth season or third. Yeah, they were they were a new team still. So this is a big deal for both franchises, for both cities. This was a massive deal. But I mean... Most of all, this was a matchup of some of the best jerseys of all time. I know some people aren't too fond of the Kachina jerseys. And for those people that are not fond of the Kachina jerseys, why? And yes, there are even a few people that are not fond of the Mighty Ducks jerseys from back in the 90s. And I think everybody asks, why? Those are amazing jerseys. So aside from being two of the best jerseys in the 90s. Uh, This featured a lot of young talent on both sides between Anaheim and Phoenix. Uh, For Anaheim, they had a slew of fantastic young players. They had Guy Hebert. Temu Solani was still considered a young talent all the way back in 1997 because he had only been in the league for a few seasons. And this was his first full season with the Mighty Ducks. He had just been traded to the Mighty Ducks from, oh, the Winnipeg Jets. And the Jets moved to Phoenix. So yeah, there was a little bit of, not vitriol, but there was some extra little bit going on there. And then you had other great players. You know, Joe Sacco, fantastic player. Rooch, gotta give it up to Steve Roochin. One of the more underrated players in Ducks history. And in fact, um kind of bantering with other people online and one of those was jesse cohen who hosts all the king's men you know even he has to admit that there are some underrated players from from the mighty ducks you know someone that i think has always been overlooked one of my personal favorites andy mack andy mcdonald often gets overlooked and you know no disrespect I mean, Greg Wojcinski, he said, no disrespect to Steve Ruchin. Okay, maybe I do. But it was a duo of just Temu Solani and Paul Correa. But the penner gets Perry line was a trio. Okay, no. The Ruchin 
Solani Kareline was absolutely a trio. What the crap are you talking about? Steve Ruchin does not get enough love. <laughs> and I love what Jesse said. You deserve more pies in the face for this. I mean, I know Andy Mack gets overlooked, but someone else that Jesse Cohen said gets underrated. And when I thought about it, I agree with this. Chris Kunitz also gets underrated among there. But yeah, Ruchin made that line what it what it really is. So that top line, they did very well on the first few games. And they were a big part of that game six. Uh, game six was being replayed on prime ticket. And just to go over that game, uh, Paul Correa started off with a power play goal. Then Brian Bellows, he had his nice goal. But then you go to the third period. Arizona began chipping away at this game. Oh, I should preface. The Ducks were down in this series. They were down 3-2. to two. So they were going into America West Arena. The Coyotes had a chance to clinch it at home with the whiteout, with the crazed fans, with that amazing electricity at America West Arena. When Phoenix tied the game at 2 with about 2.5 two minutes left in the third period, the crowd went absolutely berserk. And they went even more berserk for another reason. The previous period, Jeremy Roenick went out of the game and out of the series with a knee injury. Yeah, there was an accidental knee that took place. Jeremy Roenick left the game, did not return. So then the third period, Arizona chipped away without one of their leading players. But then we go into overtime. And this was one of the iconic moments in Mighty Ducks history. Because they were on the ropes. If Phoenix had scored in overtime, they would have won the game. They would have won the series. And this talk, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about this probably. But then in that first overtime period, with 7.29 into the first overtime, Steve Ruchin gets an outlet pass to Tamu Solani, who kind of hoists the puck into the air to a waiting Paul Correa. And he blistered a shot, barred down, loudest ping in the arena, Puck goes in, it just barely gets past Nikolai Habibulin, and that would be the Game 6 victory. The Mighty Ducks went on to win that game 3-2 to two in overtime, and everybody in the bench went bonkers, and rightfully so. I mean, that was a fantastic shot by Paul Correa, but once again, Steve Ruchin gets overlooked on this play. Steve Ruchin kind of jammed away at the puck, and you know, picked up the loose change, if not for that perfect pass from Ruch to Tamu and from Tamu to Korea, that would not have happened. So once again, Steve Ruchin gets overlooked. He does get a secondary assist on that play. I mean, everyone talks about the perfect pass from Tamu to Paul. Yes, it was a perfect pass from Solani to Korea. But you got to think about how that play really took place, how it started. Steve Ruchin, often overlooked, but not forgotten in this podcast. So, Steve Ruchin, we salute you for that. And if not for that amazing goal, the Ducks wouldn't have ended up winning that series. And I'll kind of talk about that briefly on the second portion of this program. But before we go into the first intermission, I want to talk about our newest sponsor, Build Bar. And they sent over a sample box, and I really like the stuff they have. And one of my favorite flavors that they have, I mean, I like it a lot. I still have a couple bars left to go, but... The double chocolate mousse, that protein bar was amazing. It's very delicious. Uh, Built Bars only have 100 to 200 calories per their bars. And for those of you that have peanut allergies, this is very important. 
but this was made in a peanut and tree nut free facility. So very important for those of you that have peanut allergies. Made with 100% real chocolate, but most of all, it tastes delicious. And low in sugar too. Once again, the double chocolate mousse, only 110 calories, 7 grams of fiber, 4 grams of sugar compared to other protein bars which have over 10 grams of sugar. So not only is it a very healthy protein bar, but it is very low calorie, very delicious. So go check them out at BuiltBar.com. And if you enter the promo code Locked On, you get $10 off your first order. So once again, check out BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. After the first intermission, we're going to talk some more about the Mighty Ducks and catch up with a former duck, as well as some odds and ends. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, the only podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network where the host is a four-time game show contestant. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go there. So once again, Locked On Anaheim Ducks is brought to you by Build Bar. So the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, 1997, they had a very special year. You know, they won that game six in dramatic fashion at America West Arena. That game seven was very fun. It was a celebration at home. All the fans came dressed in white, or most of the fans came dressed in white to have their quote-unquote white noise. And right from the get-go, they had the advantage all the way. Only three minutes into the game, Dave Carpa scored what ended up being the game-winning goal on assist from Miranov and Pronger. That made it one nothing. Already, the crowd was going berserk. Once the second period started, it was all downhill for the Phoenix Coyotes. They were a different team without JR. Jeremy Roenick was out for the game with that knee injury. Yeah, they did not look the same without Jeremy Roenick. They looked lost out there. I mean, I hate to say it, but they did. Uh, second period, guess who got the second goal? Rooch. I just talked about him. Steve Ruchin got the goal on a nice slick assist from Paul Correa. That made it 2 nothing. Then Joe Sacco finished things off, got the third goal. That ended up being the final score, 3 nothing. So what was special about this team? The Ducks did have an amazing top line with Solani, Korea, and Steve Ruchin. And it was good to see Ruchin get that goal in Game 7. He hadn't scored a goal the previous six games. For him to get that marker in the second period, that was big for him. And you could, and I could see the replays of this where they were just jumping all over him. They were super pumped at that point. So, I mean, that, that was just a fun game. Third period, both teams kind of just skating back and forth. They got some good shots in. But it was all Anaheim from there. They had the majority of puck control. They played keep away. They didn't let Arizona or Phoenix get that many scoring chances. That was pretty much it. I mean, Hobby Bullen did get 23 saves. The Ducks didn't shoot all that much. I mean, they just played keep away. Phoenix did get their shots in the latter parts of the game. But Guy Bear was on top of his head. Although Phoenix didn't get that many really high-quality shots. There were a couple high-danger chances, but Guy Bear was out of his mind on that game. A 31-save shutout, and the Mighty Ducks won their first-ever playoff series all the way back in 1997. That seems like an eternity ago. And then they had to play 
the mighty, mighty Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, that Red Wings team was something else back in 97. Um, they had all those fantastic Russian players. Obviously, Detroit had home ice advantage. They were one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. They'd go on to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, some of the players that the Red Wings had back then, they had Sergei Fedorov. They had Fatizov. They had Vladimir Konstantinov. They had the professor, Igor Larionov. Red Wings legend. San Jose Sharks legend. They had Nick Lidstrom. They had Darren McCarty. McCarty! They had Sandstrom. They had Brendan Shanahan. And, of course, they had Stevie Y and Mike Vernon manning the pipes. I mean, that was a stacked team. A very stacked team. And the Mighty Ducks took them to overtime in that first game. But the Mighty Ducks, they just came out very flat in that overtime. And Detroit scored a minute into overtime. And that was the Game 1 victory. Then Game 2, much of the same. Although it took three overtimes. Three overtimes for Detroit to finally get that victory 3-2. to So give credit to the Mighty Ducks. They kind of hung in there with the Detroit Red Wings. And in fact, taking them to three overtimes in that Game 2, that showed a lot from both teams. That showed a lot from the Mighty Ducks because, okay, they had no business having it that close against that good of a team. But they hung in there. And then Game 3, Anaheim seemed to run low on energy. Um, it was 3-3 three to three going into the third. Detroit had a couple of late goals. They won the game 5-3. Then game four. Actually, this is going to be uh, this day in history. This day in history in 1997. So 23 years ago. That one also went to overtime. In fact, that one went to a double overtime. Brendan Shanahan would get the game-winning goal on that game to win it, to win the series and the sweep for Detroit. 3-2. to two. They swept the series. Brendan Shanahan scored it 17 minutes into the second overtime, but that wasn't the big story. The big story was Mighty Ducks goalie Mikhail Shletlenkov. Okay, so Mikhail had a good game. He had a very good game. In fact, he had the Mighty Ducks record with 70 saves. Let me repeat that. 7-0. He saw 73 shots and saved 70 of them. He got a huge ovation from the crowd towards the end of that game. And that was a well-deserved ovation. I mean, he had a 959 save percentage in that game where Mike Vernon had a 946 save percentage and got the win. But I got to give a lot of credit to Lenkov. I wonder where he's at right now. I kind of want to see where he's at these days, kind of catch up. But he was on his head on that game and really kept the Ducks in that game. To take Detroit to three overtime games in that series, that showed a lot of character on the Mighty Ducks part and really kind of helped their growth as a team, as a cohesive unit moving forward. So that 97 team, that was a good team. That was a special team. I mean, one of the best top lines in the league, but they didn't have the depth yet. They'd get there, but they didn't have it yet. Again, they were still a young team. They were still a fairly new team in the NHL. Plus, they took the eventual champions to overtimes in three of those games. That's something to be very proud of if you're a fan of the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And finishing off today's podcast, we're going to catch up with Kyle Palmieri, the former 
Anaheim Duck. Yeah, Kyle Palmieri, who is now a member of the New Jersey Devils. He took part in a black and red banter with the New Jersey Devils with the Devils play-by-play announcer, Matt Lachlan. And he had questions from fans. And there were a couple of good ones that I'm sure are of interest to some fans of Anaheim. And these were two of my favorite questions that was asked on this one. So one of the questions that was asked, what is your favorite players to play against? And Kyle Palmieri just kind of said, you know, it's always great to play against your close friends or your good buddies. And of course, Matt Lachlan saying, okay, are there any players in particular? And the two that Kyle Palmieri said right away was Rico and Fowler. Yeah, he, he loves those guys. Of course, Adam Henrique was a former member of the New Jersey Devils, but apparently Rico and Kyle are very good friends. And he's also very good friends with Cam Fowler. He talks about that friendship a little bit, saying that they came up they came up together. Yeah, uh, Palmieri and Fowler both came up on the same season. And as a follow-up to that question, Kyle Palmieri was asked, what's your favorite moment in your career? And right away, he said his first game. His first career NHL game with the Anaheim Ducks was his favorite moment. So kind of nice of him to say that even though he's been in New Jersey for five seasons, he does look back fondly on his days in Anaheim. And for him to say that that first game was special for him, he'll never forget it. Um, He said it was kind of great that he got a goal on his first game and everyone just bombarded him. So that was his favorite moment in his NHL career, his very first NHL game all the way back in November 3rd, 2010 against the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Ponda. Yeah, that was 10 years ago. Wow. He got that goal on assists from Lubomir Vishnovsky and Bobby Ryan. So there's a little bit of historical facts, but good to catch up with Kyle Palmieri on that one. And, you know, he's doing very well out there, just doing what we're all doing, you know, staying indoors, cooking more, spending time with family. I mean, good good for him to kind of catch up and kind of nice to see that he still thinks kindly of the Ducks and still good friends with a couple of Ducks, one former Duck, one current Duck, Fowls, or rather two current Ducks, Fowler and Rico. So, yeah, I'm sure those guys are going to hear from him pretty soon this week. So that, that was cool. That was cool to see. Uh, just as a couple of reminders... Last week, if you want to go back and listen to any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network, you can hear them via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you look back to last week's episode, we had an episode of Hockey Jeopardy, where we raised money for the Colby Cave Memorial Fund. And I did my part, and I donated $36. But because it was Canadian... I ended up donating 50 Canadian, so 36 American dollars. So that's what I ended up donating. So if you want to donate too, I'll post up a link. I'll post up the screenshot of the donation. I'll post the link tonight. And I'll also repost the link of that Hockey Jeopardy episode as a reminder. I think I posted it once, but I'll repost it again. And I know I'm not the best at doing that. And I've kind of made it a news resolution to try to put those links up there. Like I say what, like I put up what I say. So once again, donate to the Colby Cave Memorial Fund. I'll put those links up over the weekend. And also just as a reminder, uh, the pinned comment, there is a contest going on. So for those of you listening, if you want to check that out, I put up a contest, um, just kind of a little fun contest. I'll have it up for maybe one or two more weeks. 
But I'm going to give away one of my 2007 Anaheim Ducks Stanley Cup champion pennants. So if you guys want a chance of winning a pennant from 13 years ago that I got at the rally, the championship rally in 2007, make sure to check out LO underscore Ducks on Twitter. Look for the top tweet. It's going to be the pins tweet. And if you retweet it, that'll give you a chance to win it. And if you give a memory of that season or your favorite Ducks memory, that'll give you another chance. So I invite all of you to check that out on LO underscore Ducks. And also check out the Locked On NHL podcast, which can be heard on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Sarah Avampado is going to have the Monday show. So be sure to check out Locked On NHL once again. Sarah Avampado is one of the hosts. Uh, Justin Morissette's also one of the hosts. So I'm sure I'm forgetting some guys and, you know, it's getting late. But be sure to check those out. And once again, with the weekend upon us, I ask everybody to stay safe out there. You know, practice your social distancing. I know more businesses are opening and that's very good to see. But just remember to stay vigilant and, you know, keep six feet away, wear your masks. We want more business businesses to open. So if you guys do your part and just wearing your mask and practicing social distancing, we'll see more and more business open sooner rather than later. And maybe we'll get some hockey back. Maybe we'll get some NHL hockey back. Who knows? Next week, first episode of next week, it's going to be a painful one. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. But there will be an announcement coming on Monday. So be sure to check that out. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, everybody. Practice social distancing. Stay safe, Anaheim. And Ducks fly together.